Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to carry, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your earthly father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Practice what you preach. We've probably all heard that saying before, practice what you preach. It's in a way is saying that what we believe, what we profess to believe, needs to be shown in our words and in our actions. If we don't do this, then we would be called the word hypocrite. A hypocrite is, that word is from a Greek word that means actor, someone who just acts their part. That's what a hypocrite is. They don't practice what they preach. What they profess to believe in is not reflected in what they say and what they do. <clears throat> Some people depend on their appearance or how they dress or their degrees or their honors or their titles in order to perhaps falsely influence those around them falsely make someone seem to be someone else. But these do not really make us who we are to be in our lives. In the Gospel from Matthew, we just heard read there by Deacon Jeff, Jesus speaks to the crowds and his disciples, and he tells them about the scribes and the Pharisees. He says, do what they tell you to do, but do not follow their example. They preach, but they do not practice. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. According to the law of Moses from the Old Testament, that is the Hebrew scriptures, the Jewish leaders would have these phylacteries. They were little leather boxes where they'd have some written scripture passages. And in these phylacteries, with the scripture readings, that was how they were to be reminded to live out the scriptures in their lives. And these little leather boxes, phylacteries, they'd strap to their forehead and also to their upper arms, especially when they were at prayer. 
and it was to remind them who they were. In this way, they always kept the word of God before them, a very visible sign, a very visible reminder, if you've got this on your forehead and also on your arms. It was a reminder to keep the law, the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. It reminded them to worship God with both their mind and their heart, thought and action. They were signs of what they believed in. Another one of their traditions was on the edge of their garments, on the edge of their clothes, clothing, they would wear tassels as well. And this was to be a reminder too. It was to help them remember to follow the Ten Commandments. So phylacteries and tassels. So this is what Jesus is referring to in the gospel there when he says they widen their phylacteries and they lengthen their tassels. So in a sense, much of this was just for show more than anything else. Since not everyone practiced what they preached, Jesus saw this and he called them hypocrites, actors. So it is good to have visible reminders of our faith, reminders of who and what we believe in, that's important, but really it should come from the heart rather than externals. It should come from what's inside of us. That's what Jesus was addressing there. Now, we're not Jewish, obviously, although we came from Jewish faith and Jesus was Jewish, but in our Catholic faith tradition, you and I, we too have exterior reminders of who we are. We have many of them, and just one of them I'll talk about for a minute. We just did it a few minutes ago. When the priest or the deacon says a reading from the Holy Gospel according to whoever, and we say, glory to you, O Lord, and then we make a small cross on our forehead, our lips, and our heart, and we can pray, may the Gospel, the reading of God be in our minds, on our lips and in our hearts. So that's a reminder to us, a reminder of our faith, to show that through our baptism, we belong to God. It highlights the importance of the word of God that we're about to hear in the gospel as we prayerfully invite Christ into our hearts. So that's one of our external signs of our faith when we make those three crosses. We might ask ourselves, we have this and other various signs of who we are as Christians. We might ask ourselves, could we be accused of being hypocrites? As a Benedictine monk at the monastery, I wear a black Benedictine habit. And other religious orders, men and women like Franciscans, Dominicans, Carthusians, they have their habit to wear as well, their outward show of who they are. Priests and deacons wear their clerics, that is the black shirt, black pants. And you too, sometimes maybe some of you wear a cross or a crucifix or you have a rosary or maybe you have a shirt or something that has some scripture verse on it. Or perhaps even at home you have some statues or pictures or icons of religious images. So if we, you and I, profess to be Christians, then we follow Christ. We have these outward symbols of who we are. And is that true to who we really are? If we're Christians, we follow Christ, then we try to become more and more 
like the Lord, not just in part, but in everything, what he taught in the Gospels, his simple life, his love of the poor, his care for the outcast, the sick. To be a Christian Catholic is to follow Jesus' example of patience and willingness to help those who are in need. We, you and I, are a visible sign, really, that we follow Jesus. We can be a living sign in what we do each and every day. For example, when you come here to Our Lady of Perpetual Help Church, it's a visible sign that you follow Jesus and the teachings as handed down through the tradition of our Catholic faith. We profess our faith when we recite the creed, which we will do in a few minutes. By claiming to be Catholic Christians, really we're making a very powerful statement to others and really to the world that our beliefs are reflected in our words and in our actions. So I think it's important that occasionally we all look at our lives to see if we're living up to our calling. Are we who we profess to be? Or sometimes is it more of an outward show? Can someone observe you or me and conclude that we are Christian Catholics? Can someone listen to us speak? Watch what we do, how we act, and conclude, oh, well, there's a follower of Jesus Christ. I can tell, especially how that person treats people, as the Lord did. Is that obvious to others by how we set an example in our lives? In order to not be religious hypocrites, there can be no great disparity between what we profess to believe and how we live our lives. I think especially in the area of how we treat people, that is, in the area of charity, love. Are we loving? Are we patient? Are we helpful? Do we assist those who are in need? All of us stand before Jesus and accept that, in a sense, he draws our portraits as he did with the scribes and Pharisees. By that I mean he sees us through and through and he knows the good in us and he knows the areas where we need to improve as well. We are, in a sense, to dare to see ourselves as he sees us and also accept the changes required of each one of us in order to follow the Lord a bit more closely each and every day. Hypocrisy is bad because it not only fools others, but it also tends to fool ourselves. Because sometimes we think, you know, we're, we're someone else. That's why once in a while, all of us have to kind of have a reality check and say, how am I really doing here? You know, what's going on in my life? And then accept that the Lord accepts us, each one of us who we are, and asks all of us to try and improve a little bit each day. And the Lord is happy with that. Real change begins from within us and not necessarily from without. This explains why the Lord emphasizes so many times in the Gospels the heart, our heart. Where are our hearts? This tells the Lord what our relationship is with him and with each other. If it's a loving relationship or these areas that we do need to grow in our lives, he invites us back 
every day. This is also a St. Minard Sunday. I think every year one of us from St. Minard come out and tell you about what we do. You might know what we do, but I'll refresh your memories just in case, because there might be some new things you don't know about. Obviously, we've got a seminary where we train men to be priests, so they go for a Master of Divinity degree. We have another program to train permanent deacons, like Deacon Jeff, who you have here, to help out in the parish that program. As well, we also have the Master of Arts degree for men and women who want to take classes and learn more about their Catholic faith or the Bible, the history of the church. So we have the Master of Arts degree. We also have weekend uh, retreats. Almost every weekend of the year we have a retreat going on. And each one has a different topic. And what happens there is people join us usually on Friday evenings and they leave Sunday afternoon, so they're with us for a weekend in a nice environment, a good place to live, a good food. And while they're with us, they learn more about their Catholic faith. And they have a quiet time, a way to get away from some of the busyness of life and some of the craziness, some quiet time, and hear some spiritual talks and learn more and more about their faith. So we got our retreats going on. We also have the One Bread, One Cup program, which we've had been going on for a number of years. What happens there each summer is high school and college-age youth join us, and they learn more about, the, I think, the Benedictine life, and also about being liturgy musicians, vocalists, instrumentalists, being Eucharistic ministers, and also being lectors, and more. And then when they return to their parishes, they can share what they've learned with their fellow parishioners. And we also offer sabbatical programs when people want to join us for an extended period of time and do some study on their own. So as you can see there, we, we offer a lot of things here at St. Meinrad, Arch Abbey and Seminary and School of Theology. What we're trying to do is continue to build up the church for today and for tomorrow. Now, I'm sure many of you have already been, been there before, but you're most welcome to come and visit us. It's a beautiful place with hills and forests and uh, um, lakes, and it's about roughly 1,500 acres. So you're most welcome to come and join us and we give tours. And what I ask for this afternoon is three things, or you know, this morning is three things. Um, your prayer, and also your presence, and also your support. So one is prayer. Prayer is very important. Please pray for our work at St. Minor. We depend on many people's prayers to keep us going, doing what we're doing, educating people. Second, also we ask for your presence, prayer and presence. Again, come. I mean by that, your presence, come and visit whenever you'd like. You're most welcome to see us. It's only about an hour's drive west of here. Beautiful area. So prayer, presence, and also your financial support. If you could help us financially. In about a week or so, Archabbot Kurt Stasiak will be sending a letter to you asking for your financial support. In the past, you've been generous with us, and we ask this of you again. So really, any gift, great or small, we really do appreciate very much. So your prayer, your presence, and also your prayerful financial support as well. And I'm glad to be with you this morning, and I will keep you in my prayers. And please pray for me, and again, visit us anytime. <laughs>